0: Welcome to the Expand Online Podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Slutsky, and this is episode number 182. It is also the kickoff of our August Teacher Series. I know it's coming out at the end of July, but it is our August Teacher Series here in 2021. The idea behind the teacher series is to showcase teachers who have already expanded online what they're doing, why they chose to make those decisions, and all that fun stuff. This episode is with Stephanie Chevalier, who is doing some really cool things out of her home in Baltimore, Maryland. Listen in, and I would love to get your feedback on this episode and the entire series. So send me a message over on Instagram. I'm at jamiesletsky. And as always, book a call with me, callwithjamie.com, so that we can connect about you and your goals and what you enjoy in the podcast and what you're hoping to learn and how you are expanding online. So book that call. The link is in the show notes. And now let's get into my conversation with Stephanie. Stephanie, welcome to the Expand Online podcast. I am super excited to share your successes in expanding online and really jumping into teaching in this mains. Um, I'm just, I know that the listeners right now are like, okay, so what's Stephanie got to share? So before we get into all the stuff that you have done and are doing, let's make sure everyone knows a little bit about who you are and
1: what you did before doing everything online. Okay. Well, hi Jane. I'm so excited to be here. Um, well, just briefly about me a little bit about me. Um, I am a piano teacher and voice teacher, but the whole time I've been a performer, I had my European opera debut in 1999. Um, so my performance medium has been opera. I sang for 10 years at the Kennedy center, um, with the Washington opera. And I've taught at various music schools, Levine School of Music in D.C. and Charleston Academy of Music in Charleston, South Carolina. And now I live here in Baltimore and have continued teaching out of my home.
0: I love it. I love it. Teaching out of your home is the dream come true for so many people because music teachers, traditionally have gone to other people's homes or taught out of a studio. And being able to teach out of your home just opens up the opportunity to teach what you want and really be on your own terms. When you decided to teach from home, was that in person or was that immediately going into the online
1: space? Well, um, oddly enough, I've been on the online space for a while minimally because I had many students when I was living in Arlington, Virginia, that were military and would go overseas or would leave and then come back. And they wanted that, we wanted continuity. Mm -hmm. So at that point, I did start online lessons, but um, in my home was where it all started, just having students come into my home um, as groups and individually. Um, And so I've been doing this for quite a few years. And then during COVID, I made the switch.
0: Yes, it was an (laughs) impetus for so many people. And I know that a lot of conversations are happening now, which is why I really wanted to bring this to the podcast this summer about, do we go back to in-person or do we stay online? So I'd like to take a little bit of time now to kind of focus on what you're doing online and how you found that success.
1: Absolutely, I'm doing several things online and I consider them separate Consider them separate businesses. Um, right now, um, during COVID, I went completely 100% online and I do something different in that I offer group classes as part of my private study program. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the students come for one private lesson a week and then they come as a group. And this was all happening on Zoom. Now, before it happened in person and I had a very small amount of students. And then once COVID hit, I took all of this idea and I took it online. And so we, we used zoom and, um, breakout rooms. Um, but mostly I just, I, I made the program as if it were part of my home studio, we Mm -hmm. sit just like this. Um, I have an overhead camera. Um, and. What, what has happened is the studio just really grew because it was a unique program and it is a unique program in that it's a program. It's not just one-on-one lessons, which is more than what they get in person. Right. In most studios, most studios, you just come for a lesson, especially with piano. You just come for a lesson, you leave and that's it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, in this way, we meet once a week as a group. I have two groups um, and, and they're based in age and and level uh, as best that I I can and on availability. And we do theory, we do ear training, we do sight uh, um, singing, um, and we do um, performance. So Mm -hmm. it happens every week. So I rotate what I do with them and there's always something new and something fresh to do. And they're always learning a new skill with their friends online and friends from all over the place. It just so happens that I have, I mean, I'm not international yet but, um, I have students from all the time zones, so, um, we're getting there.
0: That's really cool. It's really, really cool. I love the fact that you understand the necessity and desire for one-on-one lessons, and you also appreciate and express to your families, your students, how valuable the group programming is. And you know me, I am all about the group programming. I think that that is such a huge valuable component of what we can offer in the online space that when you have the opportunity to provide your students instruction, through multiple disciplines and in multiple environments, they're going to be a more well-rounded student and be able to take their learnings further into their future. I mean, if you are able to perform in front of your cohort, your your Mm. small group, you're going to be more likely to stand up and say, I'm ready for this solo, or to go and do an audition, or whatever it might be. We're, we're instilling these values into into the students. I love that. It's
1: wonderful.
0: You, yeah, yeah, it's great. So you said there's two things, and you call them separate. Yes. Was that one of them, or was that just that was, different-
1: That's one of them. And I also, not only do we do those things, but we do a coffee shop once a month. And we do recitals. So this is a whole program that I have as my private Chevalier musique program. Um, and so that's one part. And what I did, the, the next business part has evolved as sort of, um, I don't know what I would call it, part volunteerism, part... Um, anyway, let me just tell you about it. <laughs> so the way it started was last summer, I felt very strongly that students needed to have music all summer. I felt Very strongly. I felt like they weren't going to get it in music camps that they really probably didn't get it at the end of the year in school. And a lot of teachers really had difficulty making that shift online. So I decided to take it upon myself and do um, a sing a song a day. So for free online on YouTube, every day, (laughs) I got up five days a week and did we, I taught a song and a music concept every morning and went about 20 minutes. And then I brought in another teacher, a percussionist. And so then we sort of shared it and we really did this all summer long. And then in September, I decided, well, I'd like to continue it. Cause people were really coming and they were learning and it was free. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I, I, music does so many wonderful things for the brain. When we're talking about equality and 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 having resources and who's able to have lessons and who's able to have have music instruction in their life and who is not i thought okay i can do this i can continue on with this so then i continued on one day a week on saturdays so fast forward a year later i decided to go all in and start a patreon page so what i've done yes So, so what i've done was i thought well there's a lot of people out there who would want to sign up for equitable group lessons. And so I figured a way that I could benefit my studio students, the world, and then my Patreon people. So that's sort of the second part of my business. So starting on Monday, I will be doing a lesson on YouTube, a piano, a Suzuki piano lesson, a traditional piano lesson, a voice lesson, and a Uke singing strum. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that will happen every Monday. And I have a Patreon page where people can sign up to come for a group class. And the group classes are once a week on Sundays. And it rotates between voice, piano, uke, and then the fourth week we do a jam. Oh, nice. So people can come and do this for a much, much reduced fee. I mean, it's nominal Right. And there's places on Patreon where people, and people have done it already. I just put the page out there and I've already gotten five people to sign up. Yay. I'm pretty excited. I know, right? Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. And so there's a place where people can just donate who just like to come and watch what's happening, but they really, you know, either they're already a musician or, uh-huh. you know, they're in lessons somewhere, but they really believe in equitable lessons for everybody. Um, not just for the music world, but for what it does to children's brains um, in math and science and, and all aspects of their learning. So yeah, Yeah. I'm pretty excited about this second half. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You, You know, I, one of my favorite things to talk about is what we can use the resources that are available to us in the online space, what we can use them for. And you have just talked about a vast number of resources (laughs) you've talked about using YouTube to get content out there, to get your face in front of people all over the country and around the world. Um, and for them to get education from you for free. And then you've talked about the ability for people to get that next level without coming in and paying for one of your group programs or private lessons. They're getting the opportunity to learn in a way that is financially viable and fun. And I think that we always have to combine the fun. And I think that Patreon is is kind of like a sweet spot because it's a membership site, but it's a membership site light because you don't, as Stephanie, have to do a whole lot to get it going. You just set it up. You have a link and you can say here
1: yes it, it really was it was really easy to set up well it wasn't easy for me because i was very <laughs> I, if you look at it if you look at my patreon page you're going to be like oh my gosh so i actually wrote paragraphs on each class that i'm doing so that people knew what they were going to be getting and what to expect and I, I was really hopeful that maybe families would sign up and and join multiple and one of the other things that Patreon does is they have what's called the Discord community. Uh-huh. And so you can have, I can have a server. I have a server there where my students come on and only my students are allowed in. It's very safe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a place where for my three-year-olds, I can read them Penny and the Piano. Um, and that lives there. Um, I can you know do little things like this. And you also can do workshops on Patreon. Yes. Um all sorts of cool things. And then yesterday it was interesting. Yesterday I had a little workshop with Marco Polo because I do use Marco Polo a lot. Um and Marco Polo has um I think they're called rooms or something, but they have a thing now where you can actually have a class that is pre-recorded on YouTube and then you can come in and talk about it to your people and then roll the YouTube. It, it's like a can it's a class, but you it, it's um they get that experience of having you there personally and then i have to look more into it but it looks very interesting too
0: yes all of these pieces of software are coming
1: up with new things one yes. of the biggest
0: benefits of marco polo is that it sits on your phone yes. and you know like that that's really big so if you haven't checked out marco polo yet i will a have a link to it for both the app store uh, the apple app store and the google play store so that you guys can take a look at that app you can start with it for free, which I mean, that's all I've got. I don't need the paid one to be able to take advantage of what's available Absolutely. in there.
1: Yeah. I even use it as for like, if somebody has to cancel, um, nine, I, I just don't have time in my schedule, um, to put, you know, I don't have an hour sitting around anywhere. I just don't. So, um, if somebody has to cancel and I can't have a place for them, we will do an asynchronous lesson with Marco Polo and the sound is incredible. And the good thing about that is they have it, they can replay it and replay it. And, um, so it's kinda, it's Marco Polo has been a really good tool for my studio.
0: I love that. I love that. Yes, absolutely. And there are a lot of different tools. If we want to look outside the box, if we want to say, okay, other than zoom, what else can I use? I mean, there are so many tools and new ones are coming on deck every single day. And I mean, like one of the tools that I use in my business is called hello audio, which is a tool that allows for private podcast feeds as well as my public podcast being on their platform. So what I can do is if I had a student that only wanted asynchronous lessons, and they wanted to listen to them from their phone, from their podcast app. I could put all of my recordings for them. They're all audio recordings into a podcast feed and it would drop into their podcast app every single week. And they're the only subscriber.
1: It's not like that's I'm creating Marco, that. That's what Marco Polo is doing now. It's very similar. It's kind of cool. You'll have to check it out. Yes, absolutely. Or something like that. Um, oh, yeah. yeah, it sounds exact, almost exactly like that.
0: And and
1: things will drop every, every day or every two days or however you set it up. Yeah.
0: Exactly. And so I want the listeners to be, you know, listening to the way that we're jamming on these different tools. There is nothing that says that you have to use today, what you've always used. There is nothing to say that you can't try using something new. I mean, Stephanie, you started with Patreon and you're like, my page is ugly. Like that was how this whole (laughs) tangent went on to Marco Polo. It was ugly. (laughs) Because we can start. It's all a matter of starting and trying and putting your heart into it and getting it out there so people know that you have a product for them. I mean, you're not putting things out there saying, I'm teaching Suzuki to everyone you're, you're really kind of specific in order to fill your studio, to fill the group programs, to be able to complement you know, with everything else that you're doing. I guess my question I am leading up to is how and why did you focus in on things the way you did, both on your, your, your private studio, you know, with the students and the the group, like, was there a a strategy as to why you wanted to continue the group lessons in the online space? And then again, same kind of question with the YouTube and then the Patreon
1: and the absolutely. It was for the group classes. It was logistical. These children that I had started a year and a half earlier in my home had grown. (laughs) (laughs) Uh And honestly, there was no way I could fit those six children into my home. And when they're in person, they were sometimes a little naughty. (laughs) (laughs) So I found that on the online space, whatever that space that you choose is, I found that um, for me and for my students, um, I could control. If one student was having a bad day, it didn't mean everybody had a bad day because they were in a funk. Uh-huh. Um, it was just a much, and I could, they can turn their camera off, which, you know, some people, it bothers some people, but it doesn't bother me. That just tells me that child is having stress that day. And, you know, a lot of kids would not come to group class because they're shy. Well, they mm-hmm. can come to your class and turn their camera off. So, um, I was able to reach more students mm-hmm. in group than I could in person. I can okay. reach a lot more online. And all of the materials I use in person for the most part, I do use online. I hold up cards like I do in person, a lot of it, but I have extra stuff that I can do online because I have screen share. Um, So really I can do a lot more online in a group class than I can in person. I actually found even teaching ukulele. I don't like it in person at all, at all, because I have all of my resources and I can screen share it. When they're in person, we're fumbling through things, and um, it just—it's a lot more efficient online. The other thing about being making the switch to online is that in the Suzuki world, a lot of times we do—we're very hands-on,
0: mm-hmm. maybe
1: sometimes to the detriment of the independence of the learner. And I'm saying that and choosing my words carefully. Um, because I am a really committed Suzuki teacher, I believe in it. But it has been very successful online in that my students have become very independent learners mm-hmm. and self-starters. They will go right on to the next thing um, in their reading books, especially. Um, and for and for um, a teacher who teaches a lot of the same repertoire, mm-hmm. we can play together we couldn't do that here i only have two pianos so i can have 10 of us and they can all play with me right Um, you know they're muted but still we still have that experience so there's so many reasons that i have switched to online now i will be doing a little bit of hybrid with my young ones once they're vaccinated Uh Um, and i will do zoom um, recitals and i will do in-person recitals Uh, i will keep both for a while Um but we're intending to within the next few years probably not be here anymore. (laughs) So I am taking I am taking this opportunity to build my online community even more and make it more robust, more and more robust, so that when I move I will I'll be a hundred percent online. I won't have anyone in person.
0: Yeah, that is a great reason to, you know, to build up your online is to not have the requirement of staying where you are yeah um you know i think it's really valuable really important to be able to make your life as great as possible and do what you love you love teaching you love inspiring these kids you love all of that but having them in your home is not necessarily a match because it does you you're not getting that 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 warm fuzzy feeling because they're in your home. You're getting that warm fuzzy feeling because of what they are learning and how they are uh, reflecting that back to you. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly. I have my students have thrived online. I have. I didn't have any drop, and my like I may have mentioned before, my roster grew by fifty percent.
0: I love that. I love that. And would you say that your roster grew? because of word of mouth because of marketing what how did your roster grow like what do you have anything that you would um attribute that to
1: i would say word of mouth but equally um doing something online on the regular so people got used to learning a song every saturday morning Mm-hmm. Kids would get up and I'd have people from California say, oh my gosh, we had to catch the replay. We can't get up at four o'clock in the morning. So I mean, <laughs> we, there, were, there were a lot of, I started getting a lot of people that, that come and then they want to take that next step or they send that video to someone else and they say, oh, I'd like to sign up for lessons. Now that's one thing I could have done better and I am getting better at. So, you know, nobody's gonna be perfect at everything immediately, but I have had to get really... A lot better at telling people to sign up and this is where you find me because i just want to teach and I, <laughs> yes. I have to say so that's one thing i definitely could have done better but i think i got a lot of people from my on uh, my go lives that i did simultaneously on facebook and youtube okay and sometimes on instagram
0: yeah um, so let let's get let's get nitty-gritty on this a little bit before you started in you know doing this regularly mm-hmm. how How big a following did you have on Facebook and on YouTube?
1: On Facebook, because I just started doing it on YouTube. It just dawned on me like in the middle of it, oh, I should be using YouTube. So I started on Facebook. I started out with probably 10 people following me in the mornings. And by the time I was done, I probably had 400 people getting up and following me in the mornings. That's a lot of people.
0: That is a lot of people. But you started with 10. You started with a small number, and I wanted to really bring that up, even though I didn't know the answer before I asked the question, because I want people who are listening right now to know that you're not too late, to know that you're not too early. You are right at the right time to make the investment in your future. Because just like Stephanie did, she started doing this. And it grew from there because word of mouth, people said, Hey, look at what Miss Stephanie is doing. Look at what's Mm -hmm. going on. And it, it, it attracted people because people were able to rely on you showing up regularly. That's why, you know, like this podcast, it has not missed a Wednesday. I am very, very proud of that fact. I launched it over, you know, like a long time ago, it feels like at this point. And I have (laughs) not missed a Wednesday. I mean, we're in episodes in the 180s at this point. And yeah, I have not missed a Wednesday. And that is something That makes it so that people know that they can trust me, that they can bring things, you know, that they can come and get the support that they want and need. And it's the same thing with you, Stephanie, you just, I think, opened a lot of people's eyes to, yes, I can.
1: And one other thing that I have to say that's super duper important is that a lot of people catch you on the replay. Yes. No, you're doing, and they're like, oh, I can't catch you, but I'm going to catch you on the replay. And they really do. So it's important that when you do go lives or you do make videos to push them out there repeatedly, to put Mm -hmm. them in your stories and to put them on Instagram and, and in the reels and just throw them out there in all of the mediums and, um, and people will start following. Um, and you know, especially if you have good content, Yes,
0: yes. And I mean, I know, I mean, you said that you it dawned on you that you could start doing this on YouTube. Were you <laughs> able to go live on YouTube or, or the, is that the replay?
1: Yes, I was able to go live on YouTube. I figured out how to use Restream. I got um, a very inexpensive, um, some, some equipment. Mm-hmm. And, and um, I was able to figure out how to do... YouTube and Instagram uh, YouTube and um, Facebook at the same time mm-hmm. which was life-changing and I do like going live I have to say I am not a big editor mm-hmm. um, I like for people to feel like they're having a lesson with me uh-huh. with all my ums and oops and nope this is what I meant I like I like for them to feel like I'm communicating with them if it's too glitzy and edited um, that's kind of not the that what i'm trying to to show and that makes it easier don't people feel like they have to be able to edit and put all this fancy stuff to everything no it's all about content
0: uh-huh you've sold me. I mean, obviously I was already sold, but I hope you've sold the listeners on this as well. I just want to put one caveat in. If you are starting a brand new YouTube channel, you will probably not have the go live opportunity right away. Um, it, It comes based on the number of people you have subscribed to your channel. So if you don't have live, don't fret. Put your Facebook lives on replay on YouTube and promote them, get people to subscribe to your channel. And then you'll be able to eventually
1: go live straight to YouTube and Facebook at the same time. Yes. And the thing is, is that you still, I mean, unless you have a whole lot of followers, you can't go live from your phone, um, on you, on YouTube. Like right now I can only go live from my computer. Mm -hmm. They're very, very, um, and it's a safety thing, I think. They want to make sure that it's just not people coming on there and putting content that's not, that's inappropriate.
0: Yeah. I think, I think that there's a lot of that. I know that my YouTube channel that I created, you know, a long time ago, I can go live on that one, but the one that I have for expand online for the podcast, for everything else, I can't go live on it. And so like, I'm still working out that strategy. I'm still trying to figure out what I want to do. And we're all a work in progress. Every single day, we wake up and say, what can I do to serve my audience? What can I do to make people say yes? And that's really what a lot of this is all about. Stephanie, you have had great online success and uh, over the past year and a half. And I know that it's going to continue because you've got your heart in it. You've got your mind in it and you wake up every day with the expectation of providing value to your audience, as well as your students, as well as your Patreon patrons, everybody. I mean, I think that that is really where I want to wrap things up is just, you know, to provide inspiration for listeners right now that we can do it. So if you have any parting guidance or words of wisdom that you can share with the audience, I know
1: that they'd love to hear it. Well, the one thing that I will say is, well, two things don't give up because, you know, I'm still plugging away at it. And the other thing is that you can do two things at once. You can continue to teach in person while you're building your online presence it doesn't have to be all or nothing and then when you get a certain amount online you start switching or do what you need to do but you can do two things at once you know you don't need to just quit your job and all of a sudden do everything online i say you know switch a little bit gently
0: i love that i think that is the best way to wrap up this episode. Thank you, Stephanie, so much for coming on the Expand Online podcast. I'm going to have links so people can check out your stuff. It's all in the show notes. But again, I just from the bottom of my heart, thank you for showing up and sharing all of this wisdom today.
1: You're welcome. Thanks for having me.